0: The history of the Cleveland Browns begins with the arrival of Paul Brown as founding coach in 1945, 18 months before they played their first game. Already considered a coaching legend in Ohio, when he accepted a $25,000 salary from owner Arthur McBride at the age of 36, Brown dominated the franchise for the next 17 years. Brown named the new team after himself and created it in his image. His stated goal was to make the Browns the New York Yankees and the Joe Lewis of pro football. He styled the team's uniforms and chose the colors of white, orange, and brown. When other teams adopted logos in the 1950s and affixed them to their helmets, Brown obstinately left his helmets plain, a distinction only the Browns hold today. Brown pioneered numerous innovations that are now commonplace in pro football, such as the use of playbooks, game film study, and giving his players mental aptitude tests. He was the first to appoint full-time assistant coaches at each position, and the first coach in the All-American Football Conference to sign African-American players. Before Paul Brown came along, they just rolled the ball out on the field for practice, Hall of Fame coach Sid Gilman once said. He's the guy that changed football, not Red Grange or George Hollis said receiver Dante Lavelli. The Browns dominated the AAFC, winning each of the four championships and compiling a record of 52-4-3. They caused the league to disband from lack of interest. The Browns joined the established National Football League in 1950 with two other AAFC teams. For their first game in 1950, the NFL scheduled the Browns against the Philadelphia Eagles who had won the previous two league championships. The Browns whipped them 35-10. to 10. That was a moment of triumph for him, recalled Mike Brown, Paul's son. I think he took pleasure in that game almost beyond what he took from any other. The Browns went on to win the NFL championship in their first season. They also won in 1954 and 55. They played in the championship game, but lost in 1951, 52, 53, and 57. He ran the show. He was the greatest ever, said quarterback Otto Graham. Brown ruled his team like a dictator and demanded that his players follow strict rules. Most loathed his tyrannical ways until their careers were over. Everyone complained when they played for him, but those that went into coaching all tried to be like him when they retired said Jackie Groza, wife of Lou. If you did your job, he never said a thing, Lavelli said. He never swore at you. If you did something wrong, he'd bore right through you with those beady eyes and tell you off. After he left the practice field, he'd never hold a grudge against you. Mike Brown said, Even when my dad's teams were winning year after year, those guys were almost always in a state of semi-rebellion because he was a taskmaster and he had a sharp tongue yet by the fact he held them to such a demanding standard, he got the best out of them. I think at a certain point, they began to realize that, not always even when they were playing. The Browns did not have a losing season until 1956, the year Graham retired for the second and last time. By the 1960s, players were privately saying the game was passing Brown by and he was too stubborn to adapt. The end for Brown began when Art Modell, a 35-year-old advertising executive from Brooklyn, New York, bought the Browns in 1961. Modell gave Brown an eight-year contract, but their clashing egos made it apparent that they could not coexist. After two years together, which Brown called the darkest period in my life, Modell called Brown into his office and fired him. He was shaken, which was not like him, Mike Brown said more than 40 years later. His statement was that Modell had taken his team away from him. Other than family tragedies, I think that was the biggest blow of his life. Brown returned to Ohio after a five-year exile and founded his second franchise, the Cincinnati Bengals. He coached them to the playoffs in their third year and into the Super Bowl in their 14th. He was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1967. Former NFL Commissioner Pete Rozelle once was asked to name the most important owner during his 30-year tenure. He said George Hallis and Art Rooney had to be on board for anything to get done. Rozelle said Brown, though, had the biggest impact.